welcome to the Doubled Up podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. Uh, I'm Matt and with me as he is every week is Scott. Scott, how are you good sir? I am very good. It's been a nice long day but I've got a lovely glass of whiskey and I'm ready to talk some sneakers. Fantastic. Um, before we talk about uh, the sneakers that we want to talk about today, a little birdie named Instagram told me uh, the other day that you had a delivery um, of a pair of shoes I that uh, linked nicely to our last episode. I did. I mean, we said in the last episode um, that kind of we're slightly kind of ignorant to this model, even though we were kind of discussing it, but the Yeezy 700 V3, I had the Safflower delivery from Offspring. And I've got to say, these are really good. These are damn good. Um, I saw the on-feet pictures and they look really good on, mate. They looked very, very good. The colours are really, yeah, they are beautiful. Now, somebody, I don't know who it was, somebody decided to try and claim that my feet were looking really big and size 16, I think he claimed, well, they're not, but you know what they say about people with big feet. So there we go. But these big socks. These are exactly big socks. But no, these are um, yeah, very surprisingly good. Um, quite tight. I'll give them that. If anyone's looking to kind of buy a pair in the future, maybe a full size up. Um, but I must okay. admit, they are yeah, they are top, and the colours. If Yeezy want to keep doing colors you were worried when we spoke about when we spoke about these in the episode you were a little bit worried about the colors and you said the the obviously the yellow could be maybe a little bit washed or whatever and i'd say it's a complete opposite that yellow looks really really nice with that kind of um almost creamy colored kind of upper that they've had on uh on on those 700 v3s yeah, no, really, really impressed. And actually, like, the kind of uncovered orange that comes through on the midsole, it's it's yeah. um, kind of Yeezy foam rather than um, boost, but the comfort is still really top-notch. And I must admit, like I say, the yellow on this is a really nice shade of yellow. Um, and actually, the materials used, I know we kind of... It's probably not what you deem as a typical winter shoe, but actually... You know, it's a nice. It's kind of a bit of a plasticky kind of toe cap. Actually, I think if you wore these out and about in a bit of rain, I think they would actually be not too bad. As long as you're not walking through the mud, you'll be all right. Well, yeah, around here, kind of in the middle of nowhere, just cows everywhere. There's probably going to be some dirt, but here we are. But um, but yeah, mate. Like I said they. I saw the picture on Instagram and had to uh, had to mention it. But today, um, this is our third episode. And uh, third sneaker of the year slash battle of the brands, as I think I called it last episode. Um, And this time around, we are talking about one of the biggest brands um, of 2020. One that I even said before we hit record, I've been a little bit excited to talk about, uh, but also a little bit nervous because we've got to try and whittle down eight shoes to one overall winner for us and I don't know if I can physically do it. It's tough. This is really tough and as I say we were kind of saying beforehand that this is probably 
the big one we would deem as probably one of the big three now um in terms of brands it's certainly yeah it is now it's that third one it's where um it's knocking on the door of kind of the other two of nike and adidas and i think matt you made a really good point actually just before that in terms of streetwear this might actually come a little bit higher yeah i was kind of saying before that when you think of household names I would say that the majority of people out there, if you were to ask, let's say we were doing like a family fortunes survey style thing with a member of the public uh, or with members of the public, um, people would definitely come up with like Nike, Adidas, maybe Reebok, um, especially in the UK, um, maybe like a Puma or something like that. They tend to be like the big household names. It will probably be the back end of that list that people mention New Balance. In fact, if you were to walk into the kind of high street shop maybe like a jd sports or a shoe or an office or something like that um, and you took note of what people were buying as they Mm -hmm. walked out the door they're probably buying nike or adidas Mm -hmm. Um, but this is a brand that i think when you start going into that upper tier of retail i don't want to say upper tier because it makes it seem very elitist which it isn't but what i mean is if you're into trainers all of a sudden especially in recent times, a lot of people are going into those shops to buy these shoes. So I think I'm pretty sure I've already name dropped it as I was talking about it there. But um, Scott, tell tell the listeners who we have the uh, the privilege of discussing today. We have the privilege of discussing New Balance. Um, As I said, I think this is a brand that has really taken off in the past couple of years. Um, And the fact that we're not discussing it in this other brands category that we have coming later um, says a lot um, about what they've done in the past couple of years. Yeah, like I said, this is a brand that is becoming a firm favourite of mine. Mm -hmm. And what I actually love about today, and this is actually why I think I'm a little bit nervous, (laughs) is for the last two episodes, I've used the trademark phrase of I don't have a horse in the race. And I actually have a horse in the race today, Scott. (laughs) You do. Yeah, you've probably got multiple horses in this race, if I'm honest. Um, Yeah, this is... I wouldn't go that far. I mean, compared to some people I know, yeah, this is compared to some people I know that are true New Balance aficionados. I don't really have a horse in the race. It might be more like a small, like Shetland pony or something <laughs> like that. But nonetheless, that's more of a horse than what I had for Jordan and, and Yeezy. And like I said, this is definitely a brand that, like you rightfully said, has started breaking into the top tier. Is starting mm. to become a favourite amongst people's. And yep. I think for those people I mentioned previously that are kind of have always been New Balance and are considered almost New Balance aficionados, this probably isn't a surprise to them because they're probably the people that have had to explain to their friends who are lovers of Nike and Adidas and Jordan and Yeezy Mm. why they're wearing New Balance 992s and why one of their go-to shoes is maybe a 990 or something like that. Um, So if you know, then uh, if you're into that scene... um, this probably doesn't come as a surprise at all. But on what you said a moment ago, Scott, about them kind of doing things over the last couple of years, I, as a little bit of homework, now we're professional podcasters, I had to do a little bit of uh, research. 
Um, I listened back to the Complex Sneakers podcast um, they had on uh, Joe Grondon, who is the senior manager of international collaborations for New Balance. And he basically said that up until maybe 2017, 2018, there was no one that was permanently manning international collaborations. Uh, it was he described it as everyone's part time job. It was something that was bolted on to their job. And if you were assigned a project that involved a collaboration, mm-hmm. you took over it there. And he became, I think, back in 2018, he said this kind of senior manager of collaborations. And it feels to me like it has been about since 2018 that we've really started to see the mainstream rise of New Balance, and it's just been absolutely soaring. Yeah. Um, ever since yeah no i've got to agree i mean firstly are you, are you plugging other other podcasts on this podcast is this what's going on there i mean i'm, I'm doing a i'm doing a favor for uh my fellow zx lover matt welty here <laughs> That's um, what it is. all about the brotherhood yeah. but no i mean I, <laughs> I've got to... i'm just doing a favor for the lesser known podcasts <laughs> no, no one needs to know about them it's fine but no i i i agree and i think actually you know we look at um, kind of a lot, and we said it, you know, in previous episodes. It's the year of the pot. It's the year of the um, year of the podcast. Well, it could be, but it's definitely year of the collab um, and New Balance since they've kind of taken on this. You know, actually, we need someone dedicated to this. Yeah, they've they've really kind of taken off. Um, they've they've always been that. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, and I think you know in kind of streetwear and kind of especially kind of in in sneakers trainers you know we we everyone likes to have what other people don't and i think if you yes. if you are a new balance or always have been a new balance kind of aficionado you're going to go one or two ways you're either going to be sat there like oh my god yeah finally everybody is like loving new balance great it's getting the respect yeah, yeah. but there's also going to be a lot of people that are like oh for god's sake everybody knows about new balance now like I'm gonna to have to go find something else, you know. I'm gonna to have to jump on. You mean the I have to enter raffles now? Oh no. god, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know these shoes that were would have been readily available for these guys that have been diehards. Um, all of a sudden, yeah, they're they've gonna they've got a bit of a battle on their hands to try and get some of these pairs. So, yeah, it, they've it's good for obviously the brand and for the company as a whole. Um, and I think it's good for streetwear that it's not just being dominated by the same kind of names. Um, and it's nice that these guys, but. I think, that I think term, it, it breeds you know, competition. You know. Go on. Oh, so I was just saying, I think it, all of this breeds competition. Like the fact mm-hmm. that there's another brand that's soaring, it kind of stops the big brands going, oh shit, like yeah. I've, I've got this magic formula that just works and people yeah. buy my product. And not saying that New Balance getting bigger and bigger and bigger each year is going to stop nike from selling out and stop adidas from selling out but what i'm saying is if people only have a certain amount of money to spend on trainers every single year and if someone is buying a pair of nikes every single month and now all of a sudden they're buying a pair of nikes every other month because the months in between they're buying a pair of new balance that attention is going to be um, or the, the, the kind of that's going to draw attention from the the, the other brands yeah. and hopefully gets them to step their game up. Competition is so good, yeah. and I do know what you mean. The people that are diehards are probably going to grumble about it, but I think if New Balance are realizing that they're doing things that um, 
the, the general public are liking, mm. they're going to continue to put yeah. out amazing products. Yeah. So it's only going to step New Balance's game up as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it pushes everybody. Um, and I think the term, if you know, you know, might come up a couple of times in this. Um, and it does. Seem I think to we've be, said it already about three or four yeah, times, but I it's think, definitely one of those brands. I think it seems to be that niche that New Balance are really hitting on the mark. Um, and I kind of will get into that discussion in a bit. But also, you know, we talk about kind of pushing other brands. I think one of the reasons New Balance is doing so well as a whole is just the sheer quality of the stuff they're putting out. And it, it, I mean, literal quality of each shoe. The made in UK, made in yeah. USA stuff um, is the quality is second to none. It, it's it's incredible. Um, and these are on GRs as well. These aren't just limited releases. And I know certainly with Nike, it's been a real issue, the quality control on recent pairs. Um, and I think, I'm hoping anyway, that the quality the New Balance are pushing out brands like nike are gonna say actually hold up we can't be doing this anymore um because we've got these guys who are pushing out quality top end grs we we can't on be a regular pushing, basis yeah, we can't be pushing out these you know kind of quick strike hyper strike um you know super limited shoes that are awful quality i mean i'll give a kind of a sneak peek into kind of what might come up in the Nike one, but those Atmos elephant dunks that have just released are potentially one of the worst. You mean the, uh, you mean the, the Nick, the Nick, the Nick, the Nick Atmos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Nick dunks. They are, they're one of the worst <laughs> quality releases I think I've ever seen. You know, there's, there's letters missing off the back of the, of the logos of the shoes. The print on it is awful. Prints missing um, on entire yeah. panels. You know, and when you compare it to, New Balance, who their quality is, you never hear any faults with them. Um, and if you do, it's yeah. it's literally a one-off thing, like the stitching machine might have broken on this kind of pair. That's it. Um, so hopefully, yeah, when it comes to competition, they really start pushing, not just in design terms, but in actual quality terms as well. Well, it wouldn't be a doubled-up podcast without me mentioning the fact that I'm a cheapskate. And... Uh, this is a conversation I was having having with uh, some friends over at the, the Sneaker Fiend Club. Shout out Sneaker Fiend Club. And for anyone that listens to this that isn't following them on Instagram, go and do that. Yeah, go give them um, a, a lot of the guys that are part of that club love New Balances. And I was kind of saying like, look, I'd love to get more involved in the brand. And this is where my current position is. This is why I said that I love the brand, but I'm not, I've only got a small horse in the race, not kind of a, a full horse like I do maybe with Adidas or some of the other brands <laughs> is because the one gripe I have with um, New Balance is the price point. Yeah. You're talking 150 to 200 pounds for a GR colorway. But the one thing you hear from everyone that pays that, people pay that willingly and you almost get this feeling of like, once you go New Balance, you won't ever go back. Yeah. Um, because I was having this conversation with the guys from the Sneaker Fiend Club and they were like, that trust me, you pay, you buy a pair of 992s, you wear them and feel the quality and you will never want to buy anything that is below that level of quality again. Um, and 
it's dangerous to a certain degree because you start getting used to that high quality and yeah. you start chasing that almost and you start putting your Nikes and your Adidas up against that quality and they're never going to win. The, yeah. These um, these the, the kind of more specialist runners are just made different. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only thing that I would say about New Balance. Uh, but un- unlike what we spoke about last episode with Yeezy, I'm not saying that Yeezy produces bad quality shoes, um, but it just feels to me for shoes that are priced the same amount, you just get something different with New Balance. Yeah, but it, it's the little touches, you know. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say that like Yeezy are bad quality. In fact, I think a lot of the stuff they're pumping out is better quality than some of the kind of more limited, just Adidas stuff. Um, but it's little things like you know, glue stains and stuff. And it's just, you know, on some of the Adidas, you can see little bits of glue. And it's not like anything that you'd be like, I'm returning these, these are awful. But just the fact that they're there, you know, when when you're paying, you know, upwards of 100, 150 quid for a pair of shoes, um, you, they shouldn't you, be you, want, you want them to be, you know, perfect. And New Balance deliver that um and yeah like yeah i could look over quite a few pairs and say mm, yeah there's little bits here little bits there um again Adidas, you live with it with other brands but you don't have to with new balance no you, you literally you can you can go into the store pick up a pair of new balance and you'd be like look at them and be like right that's fine perfect you put them on that day bang sorted um it's difficult with other brands, you know, you get a pair out of the box and, you know, we all check our shoes. We all have a look and see. You have to check it, don't you? Good. Like last, every single time I buy a pair of Nike or Adidas, I pick it out of the box and I inspect it because I'm like, right, where are the glue stains? Well, it's not, are there any glue stains? Yeah. It's, is it bad enough that I have to return it? Yeah. Um, a New Balance, yeah, you, I don't think you ever really have those worries. Um, you don't, not in the yeah. slightest. I mean... I'm going to say before we end up, we were worried this episode could be quite long anyways because we have a lot of amazing things to say about New Balance. I think it's probably about time, Scott, that we dive into yeah. um, the quarterfinals of our sneaker of the year brackets. I'm not going to worry about explaining what we're uh, kind of how this works because hopefully by now you've already listened to the first two episodes and you kind of get how it works. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump straight into the first bracket um, of the quarterfinals. In fact, I'll do a quick run through of all of the eight shoes, and then we'll start with that first bracket. So we have decided in our top eight, we have the 920X Patter, the 992X Jound, the 997SX Bodega Better Days, the 2002RX Salehi Benbury, 992 Double Taps, 550X Amy Leon Dor, 992X Joe Freshgoods, and the 327X Casablanca, specifically in the orange colorway, because mm-hmm. that's my favorite. <laughs> and uh, so we'll jump out of the two anyways. Um, so we're going to jump uh, back up to that first bracket. And the first two shoes we're talking about, the 920 um, Patter collaboration and the 992 Jound. Scott, I don't know if you want to kind of kick things off with, with this one. Um, I will say... They are very similar color palettes um, with these two. They've kind of fallen. They are. When I saw the when I saw the pictures together, they are very yeah. similar. Yeah, I mean we. The pattern's more of a brown kind of... than the jound, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I 
kind of as somebody who's more colorblind than the average person um it, it they are it's a bit of a bit of a kind of bit tricky but i mean in general yeah i mean we've criticized nike and kind of yeezy for having very similar colorways and i must admit looking at some of the collabs i think i mean i understand why they've gone down the routes that they have um you know the 920 this shoe was i mean essentially this was the release of the shoe with patter um this was them announcing it um it's a made in uk shoe it's based in kind of one of the local towns um is it flimby i think it was flimby uk and the idea of it is because that's where the shoe is made yes. they want to use local materials from around that area so they've got top end leathers suede, um kind of new books stuff like that and because of that that's just the way the colors have come and not only that you know being a uk shoe it's probably you know it's quite an apt palette really um and it's quite nice that they didn't just say it's the uk so we're just going to paint it all gray because you know the uk is miserable and everything around here is gray apparently um so yeah i i get it i get the whole the whole kind of <laughs> the language the design language behind it and i think it's it's nice however you are going up against can i say superior model in 992 because i think i mean we've got three 992s in these kind of final eight, which kind of says yeah, how much that, uh, that model is. I mean, it's a lovely model. It's just a really classic. It's, it's hard. It just, I don't know what it is about it. It just, it's just such a nice looking shoe. I mean, I, 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 100%, I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, the biggest difference is we've had 992s for years now, and mm. 992 has become a staple. If you think about, in my eye, some of the staple models that are almost your go-to for um, New Balance. You have your 990s, um, regardless what version, because I think we're on version 5 now, or V5 of the 990s. So you've got 990s, 1500s, 997s, Mm. 991s. um, I might have said 992s, but there's too many 900 models, so I'm going to say 992 again. Um, I think almost what you're saying... I kind of get because 992 is a more familiar model. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is the first year of the 920. Yeah. And it is a really, really good combo of kind of merging a, the kind of the 900 series and the 1000 series mm-hmm. together to create this kind of new shoe. And the thing I love about this silhouette, this is a silhouette that I'm excited about this year. And I will say that I absolutely love the oh the kind of gr colorways just as much as i love this patter um kind of collab um the gray and blue uh gr colorway that released very shortly after this one i think is absolutely um stunning and what it has is as far as i'm aware it has that kind of 990 midsole that i absolutely love i really like the kind of fusion new balances i don't know if fusion is the right words but i really like like the 991.9 where you've got the 991 upper with the the 990 midsole and i really like the 1500.9 where you've got the 1500 upper and the the 990 midsole so for me this looks absolutely brilliant i mean i think it's a great shoe and i think over the years it will become um fantastic uh, we just have a very small sample size yeah. currently. And because of that, I can kind of see what you're saying. We are up against this 992 Jones. And this 
Jound in particular is just known for its kind of minimalist branding and yeah. it's almost um, uh, kind of, we, we mentioned the Dior Jordan in episode yeah. one and I said it's style over substance. With this one, it's all substance and that makes it stylish. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember as this shoe was coming out, I saw loads of memes on Instagram of like, um, the guy talking to the girl in the club and he's like, yeah, but it's like a basic 992, but they've just used like really, really good materials. And it kind of sums up what this shoe is. It kind of looks um, very, very similar, especially the grey. It looks very similar to the GR colorways, yeah. but you just know it's that next step up when it comes to, to yeah. quality. And um, it's just, it, they're, they're both really, really nice shoes. Yeah. Um, We've got pictures of the grey in front of us. Yeah. I really like the green as well. I don't think I'd be yeah. able to pick which one of those two I like more. Um, yeah. But obviously the argument you said earlier, Scott, is they kind of look similar with the grey. But yeah, obviously I mean, if you look at the green jounds, it's completely yeah. different and it's lovely. It's, um, yeah, it's tricky. Because, I mean, I think in terms of silhouette, I think they've, I think the, the patter one, is a really nice it's kind of a halfway between kind of that kind of quite sporty shoe that you know you can get kind of this the proper like running new balance shoes that they look they look like a running shoe they look kind of sporty they don't they're not a lifestyle shoe um however the colorway they've used the materials they've used it is a lifestyle shoe however when you look at some of the other colorways i know they did like a bright orange um Again, just the colorway they've used, and the same with the gray and blue, it looks like quite a sporty shoe. Um, so I think this kind of finds a really it's nice a bit more balance sleek. between the two. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to be really picky here. The N, I just don't like the N on it. I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it, I think it's just that it is it is sporty. I think it's it's more of, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm more towards the lifestyle side of things than than kind of that. Uh, you know, the 992 kind of... has what seems like because it's quite a bulky shoe it has what seems like a smaller new balance logo yeah, on it versus quite, the um, subtle, the but... patter is a the, the 920 is a larger new balance logo yeah, i mean, I'm, I mean quite... I'm this 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 is a bracket that i find very very difficult because um both of them like i said all of these brackets are going to be difficult and as much as i joked in previous episodes scott that I was the devil on your shoulder for Jordan and, and Yeezy. I can definitely see you acting as that character this episode. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the two pictures that we have in front of us, out of those two, what would you say um, you would want to send through to the semi-final? I'd probably say the Jounds. Um, but I quite like... I mean, I like the story behind both of them are good. And I, I get both of them because, like like I said, with the patter, they've they've used materials from where the shoe is originally made. Um, it's a made in UK shoe. They've gone with UK materials and, you know, kind of a, a practical, so to speak, UK colorway. Um, so I like that. The Jounds, so the grey was meant to be, essentially, it was meant to be that GR kind of grey colorway, but they wanted to make it look worn to represent weekdays, so your daily beaters. Um, so they wanted it to look kind of like a dark okay. grey, whereas the green was meant to be kind of like, oh, we're going to go out and play tennis today, dear. So they wanted to use that kind of bright greens on it to kind of represent the weekend and kind of, you know... Yeah, I didn't know of, that. Your leisure styles. Um, so, yeah, fun facts. But I think 
both colorways are really good. I just think, for me, I think the silhouette just takes it um, with the jowns. And like I say, you've already got a shoe with really premium materials on it, and then you've gone and stuck more premium materials on it. For me, enhanced it. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Um, and yeah, we've got yeah. the grey in front of us, but the green is also a yeah top-notch colorway. So yeah, I think for me, the jowns are going to go through on this one. I'm going to have to, because we only have one wild card, and I can't help but think I might have to use it on another round. I'm not going to fight for the 920, although I will say by the end of this year, I will have a pair of 920s mm-hmm. in the in the rotation. I look forward to that. Um, pro- probably not the patter, but maybe, like I said, that, that kind of OG um, colourway. Mm-hmm. But uh, in that case, the Jound 992 goes through to the semi-final. So Good. we then move on to what I think as a very interesting first round, um, which is the 997S Bodega Better Days versus the 2002 R Salehi Bembry. It's a stark contrast um, from that I'll first kick round. this one off. It's another, um, it's another silhouette with the 2002 R Salehi Bembry that essentially is another new color, another new model. Um, the Salehi Bembry wasn't the first one to release. It was released first in Asia with, I do believe, the uh, This Is Never That collab. Um, but essentially it's the old, um, I do believe, Made in US uh, 2002. Um, but when they were trying to bring back the 2002, there was some sort of uh, manufacturing issue where they couldn't use the right midsole. Um, so they found one that was similar to the uh, same kind of era that the 2002 released. Um, which was the 860 V2 midsole and chucked that on and hence why it's the 2002 R. Um, This shoe absolutely blew me away with how popular it is. I mean, it's a lovely Mm. shoe. I tried to help a couple of friends um, to buy this um, on the New Balance website on the day of release and the only thing I can compare it to was buying Glastonbury tickets. Wow. Like genuinely, it was like refresh, 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 refresh. Like you're constantly yeah. trying to, everyone was talking, are you through, are you not, are you through, are you not. You would get as far as putting your bank details in and then the website would crash and you'd have to refresh it a load of times. Like wow. it was one of the craziest so online releases I've seen of, of recent times. Um, and But it's just, it's a very unique, lovely looking shoe. You've got the bright yeah. orange colorway, the very hairy suede um, and overall, I'm a, a, a big fan. Um, but it goes up against a weird silhouette in my eyes. I know I'm kind of going on a little bit of a rant here, Scott, so do just jump in no, whenever no. you feel like it. But this 997 Bodega kind of confused me a little bit. And I had to... Um, I really, really like the shoe, hence why it's on this list. But the 997S silhouette, I had to get a second opinion. And shout out Rich from the, the Sneaker Fiend Club. I've had a good old chat with him today to kind of say, look, is this 997S actually a shoe that outside of collabs people are interested in and he kind of said yes um but what the collabs do is very new balance-esque mm-hmm. bump the materials up and he said that for a, a, a silhouette the 997s um which is not a made in usa or made in uk it's made in vietnam yeah. um as far as i'm aware um it has the same level of quality as a made in usa 997 so I think it's, it's two very, very different shoes to the round prior mm-hmm. where we had very simple colorways yeah. and now we have very loud, garish colorways. Yeah, I think 
in a similar vein to kind of the nine the nine twenty patters. You know, the nine twenties. I think they're they're definitely a shoe for. I think they are a shoe for the New Balance kind of enthusiast. I think they're a shoe. Um, that you know, if you know, you know. Um, there's that kind of phrase again. But I th- I do think it's one of them where the nine nine two, the nine ninety, they're definitely they've been pushed into popular kind of culture now. They're there. People know about them. People like them. People want them. Um, whereas with the nine twenty and I think the nine nine seven S as well, they're a bit more niche. Um, they're a bit more, um, yeah, kind of. I think they. They attract a certain type of person. I think, like I say, if you really like New Balance and you know your models and you, you know, you like your materials and do your research, I think these would definitely be up there. I must admit, I've seen some of the other nine nine seven S's and I, I don't mind them, but I, I don't, I don't like what Bodega did with them. I know people that have had them in hand have said they're really good. Wow. Um, I don't know what it is. I I can't decide if it's just that that kind of quite bright orange kind of hit on the back and the kind of, I don't know, I'm not quite sure about it. It just doesn't quite, it doesn't draw me. Whereas the Salehe Bembrys, I really like them. I do really like them. Um, and I didn't think I would ever say that about a bright orange shoe. Um, you know, essentially a furry bright orange shoe as well. Because um, I can tell you, Nike tried to do it with the Grateful Dead and they were awful. Um, but they've, yeah. And we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> the thing is, though, these, <laughs> like, you know, I guess one the thing that came to my mind when I saw these, I was like, right, 2002R, it's a good model. Hadn't seen it before. Great model. Saleh Bembry, right. To be honest, never heard of them. So I was like, right, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll do a bit of research. Um, you know, VP of Versace, of their footwear division not gonna lie if he was doing what he's they're doing on this shoe with versace shoes i think a lot more people will be wearing versace um because versace shoes i mean they they're not quite my cup of tea um but these really smashed it um you know the inspiration is again it's a bit more of a stretch this time. It's clearly a more of a personal preference. It's a national parks. I was exploring the national parks. I like the colours I saw. Let's put them on a shoe. Um, and the materials are really good. But I just think the colourway really works. Um, those different kind of hits of like yellow and orange. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm really hanging works. on, because this was, a, this was a bracket that I said before we hit record, that this is the kind of dark horse bracket for me because Mm. there are other shoes in other brackets that are like the people that are just getting into new balance and they're hyped on things like the 992s and the the the, the casa black like the 327s and things like this they are names that you can really attach to yeah Uh, and obviously people can attach themselves to to, to bodega bodega have done amazing collabs all over the shop um but one of the things you've just said there, Scott, is with the differences in shape with the 997S versus the 2002. Um, we are living in the kind of self-proclaimed dad shoe era, aren't we? I mean, that's something that people are like, yes, love a dad shoe. Love that kind of like mm-hmm. runner-esque look. And I feel like the 997S doesn't give off that appeal no. like the 2002R does. I mean, 
like I said, you look at some of maybe like the GR colorways where it is just like a grey or a navy blue yeah. in the 2002R and it gives you a very similar feel yeah. to some of the other dad shoe New Balances. Yeah. Um, and I think because of that, it just feels a little bit more true. And I think that's why I kind of had this funny feeling. This Bodega, the three Bodega shoes they've done in this pack, a couple last year and this one, I think are amazing. Mm. But I will say that the 2002R just seems to fit a bit better in this list. Um, and because of that, I'd have to say, for me, my vote is the 2002R to go yeah. through. Yeah, no, that that'd be my vote as well. Um, I mean, this it could just be a personal preference thing. I know people do really love the nine nine seven S. Um, you know, there are there are some big people that kind of really got behind it. I mean, to mind Seth Fowler when he got a pair, he said they were, they were one of the better New Balances that have released this year. Um, he was he loved them. However, um, like I said, I said in the other round, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of like a, a really sportswear looking shoe. I quite like that kind of, yeah, it could be warm, warm for running, but it's just got that kind of more subtle um, vibe. So yeah, I think the 2002R, I think it's a great silhouette. Um, and I think it hits a really good pop, kind of point in the market. And like I say, the colorway just, just spot on. He's just done a really good job with it. Materials are on point as always. Mm. Colorway's good. Yeah, I think that's my vote as well. 2002. Before we do, seeing as we're not going to get an opportunity to talk about the 997S Bodega after this, I will say that we are going to put the 2002R through. But uh, again, listening back to um, Joe Grondon in the uh, the Complex Sneakers podcast, he was saying that actually the original 997S Bodega that launched last year was one of the most surprising um, releases he found on the resale market. They mm. didn't expect to do that well in the resale market which i thought just said spoke volumes yeah. to what bodega have done with the, the three silhouettes because yeah. he basically said that they produced eighty thousand. they had way more people sorry no hang on a minute no they produced what they had about eighty thousand people wanting the shoe um there was something about eighty thousand. i'm really butchering this so sorry mm-hmm. um but basically there was way more of a demand yeah. in comparison to the shoes they yeah. made and the resale shot up and it, it wasn't what they expected so yeah. If anything, that says speaks volumes to how good yeah. Bodega did with this particular model. Yeah. But we will move on to the next quarterfinal because I'm looking at the time and uh, we are we have a lot to say about New Balance and <laughs> we're already 40 minutes deep. Um, <laughs> the next one we have is the 992 Double Taps yeah. versus the 550 ALD. And I started the last one, Scott, so I will pass the baton over to you to kick this one off. I mean, we've got another 992. Um, as I said, is this this the, is this the second or the third one we discussed now? Second one. Um, second one. Again, you know, we looked at the nine nine two Jones, and now we're looking at the nine nine two double taps. They are very similar kind of color palettes. Again, with double tap, they're known for kind of their kind of military kind of style, um, and so therefore they were always going to go with a kind of military kind of colored palette. So it was always going to be those kind of beiges but um greens you know your car keys again it's just really well done um it all works the overlays everything and it's it's a theme throughout new balance um in particular the 992 they just the colors just always seem to work whether it be a monochrome or whether they start going a bit wild 
it just seems to work. Um, and again, there's not really much else to be said about the double self I think. Um, the 550 Emily on door, um, again, a, a, a good collaboration, not their first, but again, ALD are, they're a bit of a brand that in the streetwear kind of world, again, they're not really a household name, but it, if you know about them, you know, the quality, you know, what they bring, you know, that it, it, they're going to do, you know, a really nice, um, collaboration. And that's exactly what they've done. Um, lots of colorways of this shoe. Um, it's a very simple shoe. Definitely got that retro vibe about it. Um, kind of probably fits more with the kind of into that kind of 990, 992, where it's got that kind of, yeah, retro, um, kind of slightly hipster, shall I say, vibe about it. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a really lovely shoe, um, you know, based on kind of New York yeah. kind of court culture, um, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think, I think this one is, we said like the 990, 992 is very good for kind of like, it's probably it is a dad shoe and i love kind of off air i said i love their kind of marketing kind of strap line you know for models in london and dads in ohio and i think the 990 is exactly that and is the 992 i think this 550 hits in exactly that same vein i think you could see a mum or a dad rocking them just you know going to pick the kids up on the school run but at the same time you could quite easily see, you know, one of your massive on runway. walking down kind of, you know, Paris Fashion Week in these and not be out of place at all. Um, so th- this is this is tough for me. Um, yeah, I think both really nice, simple collaborations. Again, it's just done well. Um, nothing overly crazy. Yeah, I think... Nice. this bracket was a little bit of a funny one for me as well because when we saw when I saw when we decided on the 550 ALD I mean we've had two big ALD collabs this year um, and I have become partial to the 827 um, I think I did a mid-year top five um, shoes and I put personally the um, 827 ALD and the 327 Casablanca in my top five mid-year um, shoes. Um, obviously, since then, we've we've gone down. And what I liked about bringing this 550 into the mix rather than going with the 827 was the fact that it is so different to the rest. Yeah. Even the others that we're describing, like the 997S that's a sportier model, it's still a runner. Whereas this is kind of based off of um, a basketball shoe from 1989 hasn't really been touched since and yeah. has come back deliberately looking like a very retro basketball shoe. Yeah. Um, and like I said, all of the colours look amazing. I personally think that the green um, colourway is the best uh, of the bunch, um, but I also like the, the red. Um, but yeah, and like you said before, with the 992 double taps, I mean, there's not really much else to say there other than the fact that it's another 992. It's amazing quality. It is fantastic looking. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very, very difficult um, uh, one to kind of pick from. I mean, like I said, ALD have always killed it with New Balance. Like I said, the, they've got this one, the 827 earlier on in the year. They've had the 990, the 997, the 1300 previously. Um, and they've done very, very well. Yeah ever since and they will continue to do amazing with new balance the only thing is is again 
I, I still love an, I love a 992. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's one of those shoes, especially with these big collabs, that I love the thought of having it yeah. because the GRs retail at 200 quid and yeah. something like this will be more expensive than 200 quid. I don't know if it's one of those shoes that I probably won't ever buy because, like I said, I'm a cheapskate. And the, the thought of how luxurious it might be just mm. overwhelms it yeah. for, for me. Um, I love the, the 550 ALD, but I'd have to say that... Um, for me, that 992 it has to go through to the semi-finals for me. See, I'm I'm of the other brain of kind of other train of thought here. I think the 550. I I think just as a different model, I think as a different model, it's it's really good. Um, I think it it it's something different to the 992, but also kind of keeps the same kind of thought. Um. And I think, I just think it's, yeah, I, I just think it's a really nice shoe. And I will say, you know, resale on that shoe is hovering between the 300 to 400 pound mark, if not more. Um, it's, that shoe is really popular. I wasn't expecting it to be. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, we've, we've got one 992 through already. Would I say that that is better than the, than the Jowns, I think the Jowns are the better nine nine two. Therefore, I would I would put the five fifty through as a as a different model, as again just a really well done model, something different from New Balance. I gotta applaud it. We're a stalemate here, Scott. Um, I I completely see what you mean, um, but I can politely disagree. Because um, that I, I just think we said this with previous um, we said this with previous brackets, didn't we? I mean, we had like we had two Jordan fours go through yeah. in the Jordan yeah. bracket. I mean, we can have two nine nine. Oh yeah, go good through. model's a good model, um, but yeah, I I I think I just think that the five fifty ALD. I just I'm not. I don't know if it's the better shoe because I haven't seen either of these in hand, but I, I definitely like that tone and I would like to see more 550s, um, more collaboration. So if we're going to disagree, we can play the trumpet. I'm going to use the wild card and get those 550s through over the 992s. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to dispute Matt, it. Matt's here having a, a slight meltdown here. He's not happy, but... It's okay. So, you know, when you kind of envision something and it doesn't happen, like that's kind of what's happening now, but you've, you've pulled your wild card. We have one of them each. I, I, so yeah, congratulations, a very unexpected event. The 550 Amy Leon door goes through to the semifinals. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we move on to our final, um, I'm not having a mini panic attack. It's fine. Um, we're moving through to our final, um, quarterfinal. And we have the 992 Joe Fresh Goods versus the 327 Casablanca. Um, I'll kick this one off with just saying that that Joe Fresh Goods 992 um, killed All Star Weekend. And I feel like this model here made a lot of people, if they weren't already starting to pay a bit more attention to. Um, New Balance. This was one of the models that kind of everyone went, "Hang on, what? 
because think of All-Star Weekend where we had the off-white Jordan 5, um, the first the, the first one, the black one, the one with yeah. a, a midsole that is far from piss yellow, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> um, we also had a shoe that we spoke about last episode, the Yeezy Basketball Yeezy Quantum releasing with the Sherpas. Mm -hmm. And despite the fact that you had all of these things going on, so many people left All-Star Weekend saying the best shoe that released that weekend was the 992 Joe Fresh Goods. Uh, the only people that ever said anything bad about it were those that kind of gave it a little bit of heat because um, kind of the way that this shoe came about, it happened very last minute, um, kind of in comparison to, to other big designs that were probably very thought about for that weekend. Um New Balance originally wanted to have a wider release of the Kawhi Leonard signature shoe. However, because of uh, kind of unfortunate events, it meant that they couldn't do that. Um, New Balance wanted to bring a collaboration in that tied into Chicago and Joe Fresh being a native of Chicago. Um, kind of they managed to connect together and a lot of people gave it heat because with the short um, design period it was designed through the uh, or using the New Balance custom program their kind of NB1 program but obviously it was used using some very exclusive materials um, that cannot be found on that kind of um, uh, that system yeah. um, and that, that's the only bad thing that I ever heard from people and I think that's people really really nitpicking um, to be yeah. perfectly honest that's those people that that will always think of something bad because it is just a beautiful shoe. Um, but it's up against a shoe that has personally haunted me since release. I <laughs> really, really wanted a pair of these 327 or the Casablanca, the orange colorway. Um, again, Cheapskate Matt refuses to pay resale, so I will not buy a pair of these at resale, despite the fact that it's one of the only shoes that I probably, if I had the money, I, I say, would. I, I think um, if you, you know, if you had a few kind of pennies lying around, I reckon that would be the first shoe that you pay resale for. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even think twice. If I, if there was, yeah, if I had, say, 500 quid to spend on a shoe, I wouldn't even think twice. I don't even know if it is reselling for 500 quid. I was going to say, is that what resale is? I'd Oof. buy that. I think it might be a little bit less. I think I'm over-exaggerating, but this that would be the first point of call. If I had resale money, I would 100% be going straight to this shoe and buying it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's... it just I don't know what it is about that orange, but I think the, the quirky silhouette of the 327, um, mm. the, the colour just goes really, really well with the kind of... Um, green outsole that kind of goes up the back with the waffle kind of imprint yeah. on plus the the, the, the the plush leather and the orange suede i think it's just it's absolutely fantastic yeah. so this for me personally when i looked into my crystal ball when we decided to do this this was the final for me so this is the problem with these brackets is this was the final for me that I, I genuinely thought that would happen so it's a horrible horrible bracket scott yeah i mean this is this is kind of you just having kind of an internal battle with yourself. Um, this is, um, yeah, arguably New Balance's most hyped and potentially best shoe versus your favourite. 
so it, it, uh, yeah this this is a very tough one for you um coming at it kind of subjectively i mean if they did that joe fresh goods in that little a time frame imagine what they could have done with more because that is good and i think it's definitely one of the bolder colorways um to be fair these are two probably of the boldest colorways of shoes but the reds pinks everything you know all-star weekend around valentine's day it all just lines up perfectly chicago red it just everything just works um perfectly in their favor and as you said coming out of all-star weekend everybody was talking about this shoe and it's saying something i think with Nike, you know, they always do their kind of, they do their quick strikes, um, they do their kind of like just random drops every now and then, and obviously Yeezy came out with the kind of, yeah, your big, your big trucks and handing out the kind of, um, handing out the quantums, and I think you've, you've got people talking about Adidas and Yeezy on that weekend because they almost feel like they have to. Um, I mean, Yeezy was one of those where it's hard to ignore what was going on. But with Nike, you know, basketball, Nike, it kind of comes hand in hand. People are going to talk about it. But I think actually the one that people were most interested in were these, um, which says a lot. And this isn't a basketball shoe. The other two were. If you think about it, the Jordan is traditionally a basketball shoe. The Quantum was Yeezy's first basketball shoe. You have a 992. We have one of the dad shoes of all dad shoes winning All-Star Weekend, which just yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. No, I think this is, um, yeah, by far, by far the best colorway I've seen on a 992. Um, I think a lot of people that know about New Balance and kind of rate them, review them, I think a lot of people will be putting this kind of towards the top, if not at the top. Um, however, the 327 Casablanca, it you know, a great introduction to that model. Um, really nice colorway, good, um, good materials on it. Again, it's a very tricky one for me. I think that's the best nine nine two that they've released this year. And being that we've got three nine nine twos in this bracket, it shows how good and one of, a of them didn't make is. it to the semi final. Hmm? I said, we've got three 992s in this bracket. And you're saying this is the best. And what I would argue is the second best didn't make it through to the semi-final. I mean, that's what you get for being second best, isn't it? So I think, I, I just think these are the these are the best. And I think we're looking at the best colorway on the best silhouette um, that they've got at this moment in time. So I think for me, it has to go through. And that's not a knock on the Casablancas because... They are beautiful, and I think at this moment in time, we've got the second drop in two days, I believe. It's on the 20th. Um, I have everything possibly crossed. I have fingers, toes, eyelids, ears, elbows, anything that can physically be crossed, I'm crossing it Yeah. Um, for, for this Friday. Yeah, if, if anyone... This is going to release after Friday, so I'm not even going to ask people. I was going to say, <laughs> if anyone wants to get a UK nine and a half for me on Friday, I'd be forever grateful. But this is definitely releasing after Friday. But, um, but I, I mean, this, this is... For me, I think this is, it's not cut and dry, but I think I'm definitely 
I definitely know which one I would prefer. Um, if I was given the option for either one of those shoes, I know which one I would go for. However, I feel like this is an internal battle that you need to kind of decide with yourself. I just felt like that was a very tense, deep breath there. <laughs> I genuinely needed to take that breath. Um, this purely because of the fact that this is the Doubled Up podcast co-hosted by Matt and Scott and not by anyone that is possibly listening to this. And I'm really (laughs) sorry to really, really anger any New Balance fans out there. Really, we are coming up with the shoes that we believe are our favourites. And like I said, I genuinely just, I go onto StockX just to look at this shoe. Like that's how how much I'm haunted by that three two seven Casablanca. So Scott, play the trumpets. I'm using the wild card. The three two seven Casablanca is going through to the semi-finals. I knew that. And I'm, I'm, I will say now the caveat here is because a lot of people will be very very annoyed about this. We can't use the wild card in the final, and I genuinely would say that the nine nine, regardless who's going to win. Because we've got we're wildcardless now. This is just you and me debating, Scott, for the rest of the rounds. In my personal opinion, the nine nine two Joe Fresh Goods is the better shoe. Yeah. However, the three two seven is my favourite shoe yeah. out of this list. Yeah. So that's the only reason why. I just want to say that for anyone listening and disagrees. But if, if, regardless, the three two seven is going through to the semi final. Yeah, I mean personally, I I think the nine nine two is probably the best shoe that New Balance has released this year in my opinion. However, I could have used my wild card in this one, but I know I know Matt's personal feelings for the 327. I didn't want to upset him too much. I still want this podcast to keep going after today. I thought this I thought um, this round was going through I thought this was going to go to a toy uh, a toy cloth a toy coin toss. <laughs> I thought have. it was going to be a coin a coin toss to be honest. I I thought I very much intended to use my wild card on this 327. And I thought you were going to do it for the Joe Fresh Goods and this was going to be a coin toss. The fact that you used it for the ALD surprised me. It's so tricky. Keep I, me on my toes, Scott. You know, the 992, I think, is, like I say, I, th- I, I personally think that is the best shoe. Um, however, the Casablanca is is just as good. And like I say, it, it's a personal favourite. If anybody has ever spoken to Matt and he hasn't brought this up in conversation, um, I'd be very surprised because these are, I feel like these are, I, I don't use the term grey or lightly. Shoe. And I don't, I don't, kind of have many grails so to speak but i think for you and what you say i haven't even thought of it that way but yeah i would probably say so yeah one of yours one of those shoes that you'd probably you would do a lot for um as i said when neither of us are kind of there like i said if i if i had if i had money to buy these at resale this would be the very first pair that i ever thought of buying so Mm. i think that says a lot but anyway exactly um we are going to move on to the semi-final because um we've been talking a lot about new balance Mm. and we've still got more to come first semi-final we have the 992 jound versus the 2002 r salehi bembry um this is a um very interesting semi-final um, obviously, we have our now only 992 in the mm-hmm. race. Um, we've said loads about 992s and how amazing they are. I mean, they are selling out whether it is GRs, whether it's exclusive colorways like the Packer mm-hmm. and Concepts. They're selling out if it's collabs even faster. I yeah. mean, the 992 is such a shoe, um, such a great shoe. Um, the 2002 R though, this Salehi Bembry especially, I know a lot of people that really, really wanted this particular colorway of this shoe. So mm-hmm. it does all of a sudden become the battle of 
the 992 in general. I feel like now the 992 Jound is carrying the weight of 992s on its shoulders <laughs> versus this new kind of silhouette that has just taken the, the sneaker world by storm. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm just thinking we, we've um, spoken in lengths about 992s, so I don't want to dive too much into no, it I, further. Do we, we agree they're great shoes. Yeah. I mean, just from a kind of snapshot decision, Scott, I mean, are there, are there either of these two silhouettes that you're leaning more towards? So, uh, I mean, silhouette-wise, like I say, it's hard to look past the 992, even though we have done on two occasions now. Um, but I think the one thing that we spoke about right at the beginning of all this was quality, and we also spoke about price. Now, the 992 retails at £200. Now, in terms of what you get for that, completely agree it's worth it. I think if, if you gave Amazing. somebody... Um, if you gave somebody the equivalent, um, I'm thinking maybe Yeezy 380. I think they've gone up now. I think they're at 220 rather than 200. Um, when, you, when you've got that in comparison to this, you've quality-wise, I think close. it's a no-brainer. And I think, you know, when you pay 220 for a 380, you're thinking, oh, that's probably a bit much for this. However, when you pay 200 for one of these, obviously inside, I'm probably thinking this is still too much for this. But I think on a quality-wise, you probably think you got more bang for your buck um, in that sense. Yeah. However, I think with the, I think the 327 hits this as well. With the 2002R, we said that the price point of this was, was it 130 retail? That's a good yeah, point. so the I do believe the GR two thousand and two R's, which are starting to come out um, recently. I think I saw a pair on size earlier in a navy colorway for a hundred pounds. There you go. Um, with this particular Salehi Benbury being hundred and thirty. Now, yeah. if you're taking into consideration, I actually think the Jound, I actually think the Jound was more than two hundred yeah, because be. it was a collaboration. Yeah, you're saving at least seventy quid. Um, and actually, shout out to um, Kicks and Kilos on Instagram. He uh, posted the other day a picture of he owns the green 992 Jounds versus the Salehi Benbury. Um, and he said that he personally preferred the Salehi Benbury, which, sh- which yeah. it speaks volumes to how good that shoe is at that yeah. price point. Um, I I can kind of this see where you're it. going here, and it's kind of a little bit unexpected, Scott. But um, I mean, are you saying yeah. that you want the 2002 R through? I think I do. I think it's it's a good colorway. Um, I think it's 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 a said right at the beginning. It's it is a really well done colorway. It's on a model that's it kind of hits a bit of a sweet spot between kind of something like the 997 and the and the nine. 992 where it's kind of yeah not too sporty but not kind of it's not a 992 exactly replica um really nice colorways good um materials are spot on and i think it hits that price point as well um i think yeah if you wanted to go pick up a gr of these it's not going to be too difficult you could probably walk into size um and yeah just like i said pick a pair for 100 quid you know under quid these days for a pair of shoes not that bad um so i yeah. always think anything that's like 100 anything that's kind of that kind of 80 to 130 mark yeah. nowadays kind of feels like a bargain for me yeah because you are seeing more and more top quality shoes are pushing 150 plus mm. so 
but I think I'm not mad at it to be perfectly honest. I mean, I do love the the nine nine two Jounds. Um, I think especially that green colorway is lovely. But yeah. again, I don't know if it's just personally. I probably won't ever own a pair. Whereas the next two thousand, like if there's another two thousand and two R colorway that comes out and I really like it, I'm quite happy to pay one thirty one forty yeah. for it. Yeah. So I think I'd have to agree with you, Scott. I'm I'm more yeah. than happy to to call it and say the two thousand and two R goes through to the final. Glad to hear it. Through it goes. Well, this is a real turn of events. Um, we officially have no 992s in a new balance no. uh, bracket. No. Um, but we do move on to the, um, the the next semi-final, which is the 550 ALD versus the 327 Casablanca. Yeah. Um, I'll let you start again with this one, Scott, because I think you already know what I feel about this particular bracket. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of essentially me arguing against a brick wall on this one, I think. Um, you've got... Yeah, a the five fifty ALD, which I personally really like. Um, like the colorways. I just think it's a really nicely well done shoe. Could be high end, could be not. But then again, that's exactly what could be said about the three two seven Casablanca. Um, these ones, obviously, they're a bit more rowdy. But the ones that are coming out, kind of the black and the white with that little bit of pink, I can see them being worn at like say your Paris fashion weeks and all that if they ever kind of occur again in the in the kind of not so distant future yeah um gotta love it I think the 327 as a whole the silhouette is really good um so it's yeah it's it's again I think it's a difficult one because both of them are quite they've got a nice price point they're not ridiculous um, they're both similar I think both retail yeah. for about 130 140 quid yeah. um, I mean I know we're speaking a lot about price here but that says a lot too I mean we have to take into consideration more than just the shoe itself I think just taking it purely on looks is very difficult um, and I do think once if New Balance do more on the 550 over the coming years this might be a more difficult conversation yeah. uh, to have but if I think about all of the three, if I think about the three two sevens, there is barely a bad colorway. Um, obviously, you've had the two original three two sevens that released uh, the Casablanca pairs that were lovely. Yeah. You've had size exclusives. Th- you've had size exclusives this year. You've had GR colorways that are priced at eighty to ninety pounds mm-hmm. that have just looked really, really good. They're all bright, vibrant colorways. I will say that the GRs I picked up a pair um, from End. Uh, whether they're listening or not, shout out to End <laughs> for giving me the uh, the win on the End Delivered competition on Instagram. You One gave me a free people. pair of 327s. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, I would say the GR colorways are a little bit flimsy. They're more of a summer shoe. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, they still, they've got great, they're, it's great quality on an 80 quid shoe. And you you flick through Instagram and you flick through YouTube and things like this and so many people are saying, I can't believe this is a X price shoe. Yeah. Some of them are in dollars, so it might be a hundred dollars. Some of them are in pounds, so it's eighty to ninety pounds. But yeah, I just think that if we do this again next year, and there's more five fifties, this might be harder to argue. But I just think the three two seven is just taken the world by storm this year. Yeah. And whether we're talking Casablanca or not, I just think the three two seven is a better silhouette than the five fifty currently. Yeah, I think the five fifty is. I, again the, these are coming down to personal preferences now like i think the 550 is probably easier to wear 
Um, and at the moment, when you look at the 550, I mean, realistically, yeah. you've only got these ones. It's a more conventional shape. Yeah, you've you've only really got the ALDs that are there. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, those ALDs will be quite sought after because there's not really, unless you want to buy retros from years ago, they're probably falling apart. Um, but Casablanca, I mean, when you look at them, um, the 327s, you've got the Casablanca, you've got the Aries, and you've got the Levi's. They're three pretty big collaborations. Um, yes. You know, if you took those collaborations and did them with a Nike, say a Jordan there's or something. There's a Kawhi Leonard collab that came out recently. Yeah, Not know, very hyped, but there's a Kawhi Leonard one. Big collabs. They're clearly putting a lot of effort into this shoe. Rightly so. I must admit, one of my favourite colourways of this shoe was, I think it was actually an ASOS exclusive, um, which sounds weird, but it was an undyed 327. Um, it was literally like white yeah. and cream, and it was beautiful. Um you know a, a very much a summer shoe but i thought actually this is a you know an asos exclusive i mean asos aren't exactly kind of hard to kind of come by um and it was yeah there get a bit of cheeky student discount if you want on there not that kind of 10 20 percent off yeah you're laughing um it's such a great quality shoe at a really good price so i mean personal preference i would probably go the ald over the 327 but i think as a whole the 327 is probably it's got the momentum behind it at the moment and it's certainly got um, the force of New Balance. They clearly they clearly like this shoe. Um, so for me... They're pushing a lot into it, I'm, yeah. I would, I would lean towards the 327, um, although personal preference, I'd probably go with the 550. Well, I'm going to make our decision for us because it seems like we're very on the fence and we're going to put the 327 through to the final because... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm kind you're, of you're almost giving myself the, the second wild card here. But uh, <laughs> I think we've come know, to a mutual agreement that we think both are amazing, but there isn't the yeah. there isn't the sample size on the five fifty to to really yeah. give it much justice. But that being said, Scott, <laughs> our final <laughs> will be shoes. the two thousand and two R Salehi Bembry versus the three two seven Casablanca. And I am actually because I've spoken highly about both of these shoes, and. My, as I said, when I looked into my crystal ball and saw this episode before we, um, before everything unfolded, I genuinely thought that both of us agreed that some of the best shoes on this list are the 992 Joe Fresh Goods and the yeah. Casablanca. Yeah. And I did originally think this was going to be a coin toss um, and either of them to, could go through. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, I'm going to leave so that it doesn't feel like I'm just pushing my favourite shoe in the mm-hmm. final. Scott, I will leave this final decision completely down to you. Ooh, I mean... You have all the power here, mate. You're basically being given the ultimate wild card for the final. See, when we did... When we've done other episodes, at the moment, you know, this will be episode three. We have Nike. We we both kind of knew what was going to be that final shoe um, because it it stood above the rest. With Adidas, it was a bit trickier. With I mean, with Yeezy, um, it was a bit trickier. But again, we we both kind of knew which one had was that one that would just slightly felt a bit grander, just a bit more. Um, uh, Adidas is a little bit of a difficult. You and I Adidas have some slight difficult. wavering differences Ye- Yeezy, there, but yeah, I mean, we 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 kind of have it in our in our yeah, eyes. Yeah, with, with Yeezy, it was yeah. We had this one that we kind of it's there, and we kind of knew. It was probably going to be there or thereabouts. Um, 
but with New Balance, you look at all of them, and there was a good handful um, that were easily um, in your top top kind of bracket. I if you ask if you ask a if you ask a hundred people that are into New Balance, you could get multiple different answers. I mean, you you could end up finding if you asked a hundred people yeah. to do their top eight, yeah, every one of these shoes could end up on one of those people's number yeah. one spot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they're they're all. It just speaks volumes yeah. that this is the one. Other than me personally being attached to that three two seven Casablanca, mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's the one overall bracket that both of us were kind of like. I do not know what's coming, and that's why yeah. I said I was a bit nervous at the beginning because, yeah, I feel like whatever come whatever wins, we're doing a disservice to yeah. the other seven yeah. shoes. Hundred percent. Um, and not even just this. Though those seven, you know we kind of look at honourable mentions, you know, we've got the 992 Concepts, the 827 ALDs, the one, the 1500 Ns. The Kif, um, the Kif really 992s good. we haven't the even Kith mentioned. The Kif 992s, um, obviously the second lot of Casablanca's, the Levi's 327s that are going to come out look fantastic. The Shoe Palace... The, uh, the Levi's shoe, 1300s. Shoe yeah, the Shoe Palace 997S. Um and again, just looking at those ones with the end have had got, a couple of good ones this year. Yeah, even though the shoe palaces have shark teeth on them and you know, kind of going down the kiddie route, they they do look quite good. Um, I think they've the colours are quite good on them. But kind of getting back to this this I guess I'm kind of just putting it off. It's it's difficult because I think if you were giving it to if you were giving it to someone that's in someone that's into their streetwear. I think they're probably going to go for the 2002R. I think if you were looking to the average person on the street, um, the people that kind of like to flex on Instagram, you might have your kind of your white girls with their Fiat 500s wanting to post pictures of their 327s. Um, so, um, is, is Fiat 500 What's very Twitter? interesting, is, is that, what's very interesting with these is we've got two very, very kind of obscure unique niche shoes yeah. i mean the salehi Bemrys obviously have that really hairy bright orange suede versus a 327 that has this like really unique like almost kind of wedge shape where it kind of yeah. points at the front then goes out then kind of sleeks in in the middle then goes out again it's got this real big wedge of a heel so we do have two very very unique looking shoes in the final i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say that uh because we're going to be talking about New Balances all night here, Scott, if we don't make a decision. Right. I'm going to say, over to you, snap am, decision. Right, I'm going to gun say... Gun to your head, 2002R or 327. My decision is, for shoe of the year, I am going to give it to the 2002R Salehe Brambury. However, I am going to say model of the year is the 327. I think that model okay. has taken. I'll take that. I think it's taken New Balance to somewhere where they can start hitting more people. I think we talked about price, and I think the, their models, as good as they are, multiple they're times, at a, they're at a price point that they are on a they are unachievable, and some people will not pay it for them. I mean, even a New Balance guy like yourself, you're still very skeptical about paying that money. Whereas the three two seven hits that, and you say, actually, yeah, that's good. It's amazing quality great price however the people out there the people out there that just look at shoes and think they're just shoes yeah um they won't spend 200 pounds yeah. on a pair of 992s mm-hmm. 
people that are out there that are thinking, oh, I hear New Balance are cool. All these 327s are 80 quid. Yeah, yeah I think it's appealing to a much wider market. Yeah. I mean, overall, I'm not mad at the decision. I really, really like the 2002R, the Salehi Bembry. Like I said, yeah. I have I, the, the release on the New Balance website genuinely gave me PTSD from trying <laughs> to buy Glastonbury tickets last year. Um so, I mean, it's clearly a sought-after shoe. Resale has shot up. I mean, I know we shouldn't base it on resale, but, th- I mean, it, there are, there's a high demand for that shoe. Um, but with that in mind, I think uh, I'm going to wrap it up, if that's okay with you, Scott. No, I'm happy. This has been a rather traumatic experience. Please never put that pressure on me again. I'm sorry. I won't do it for the rest <laughs> of the brackets. But that is the halfway. We have done three of six brackets. Indeed. And huge congratulations again to... The 2002 R um, Salehi Bembry for being the uh, our doubled up podcast sneaker of the year um, for New Balance. That all being said, um, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you liked this episode, leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Um, go and follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up pods to be featured on the instagram page you can also find me matt at sw underscore on instagram scott tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at underscore sneaker teacher and with that all in mind see you next time guys goodbye see you